When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hi everybody, this is the Cricket Badger podcast. Each badger marks the track with its own scent. His black legs are short but very powerful for digging. The name badger probably comes from the French word bécher, meaning digger. Hello, everybody. Welcome along. It's another edition of the Cricket Badger podcast, the County Cricket Weekly. I am James Butler, the Cricket Badger, and the pleasure to say on this edition of the podcast, we're joined by a member of the Warwickshire team, not just a member, but the skipper in Will Rhodes. Will, how are you? Yeah, very well. Thanks, James. How are you? I'm good, thank you, mate. And it's good to have you on the uh, podcast today. And it's Knuckle Pandey and the Fan Badger. Today, we've got Knuckle and Phil on our Essex supporter. Knuckle, how are you? Yeah, pretty well. Um, still sort of dodging the flack of various hundreds of arguments as the, uh, as the bombs continue to rain around us, but uh, it's all good. And I'm getting double vaxxed. I'm getting my second shot on Friday. So uh, happy days. Well, hopefully that keeps you with us for some time to come. And then, and uh, Phil, um, you've not been playing, I understand, but a bit of umpiring. Is that right? Are, are, you, are you a bit trigger happy when it comes to umpiring? Is, are you the sort of umpire that if Will saw you at one end, you'd basically decide to give it a miss? Yeah, well, it, it depends if he's brought around or not. Um, as a few of mine have worked out if, they, if they've got short arms and long pockets they end up uh, not batting for too long but yeah I've done a little bit of umpiring and uh, I, I think last game I played was a couple of weeks ago where I played for the opposition because they were playing short so my team were quite happy to dump me on the, on that's the other how, side that's how much your team rate you isn't that's it that's how much they off, rate me offload you onto the opposition that's, I think Absolutely. that about sums up your cricket career this, this year but let's get back to Will then he's uh, sat in his car now after a round of golf Will and uh, dodged the rain today because it's not particularly nice uh, in the UK today but the last time I saw you, I think, was uh, in Abu Dhabi. I interviewed you. I think you got a few wickets one day. I interviewed you after a pre-season game there. And it was on that trip, wasn't it? Jason Gillespie was the coach at Yorkshire at the time. Adam Live got called up, I think, for a tour of the West Indies. Um, so Yorkshire were without an opener at the start of the season. You were chosen as what I always saw as a bit of a makeshift um, replacement for Lively. But you've made a career of top order batting ever since. Yeah, it's, um, I thought I thought it was going to be a few a few weeks as well. Um, you know, Lively got called up for the New Zealand Test and the Ashes Test, and you know, initially. 
initially that's what Dizzy said it would be a few games until until he came back you know just to almost fill in I guess um, and that fill in actually turned into be a nice little surprise and that actually did pretty well so um, here we are sort of six seven years later and I'm still opening the batting and, and facing opening balls around the country so it's um, obviously a tough test but the one that I've really enjoyed and I looked away from the Yorkshire camp for for what seemed like a, a couple of minutes and uh, looked back and, and you'd gone you'd spent a period of time on loan at Essex and then you left for Warwickshire was that purely about playing games and getting opportunities in the insides and, and so seeing Edgebeston as a, as a better destination in that regard yeah, 100%. I just wanted to get out there and play consistent cricket, really. Um, obviously, Essex for, for a month was was sort of the, the building block to that. Um, you know, I spent a bit of time with Anthony McGrath and Chris Silverwood, who I'd worked with previously on uh, various different teams. And they saw a, a chance in me just to, to finish the season there. And then Warwickshire was sort of the mainstay. And, you know, obviously, I thank, you know, Ashley Giles, Jim Troutman and Belly, who was the captain at the time, for, for the opportunity now. And um, it's obviously flourished into, into being club captain. So um, it's been a really enjoyable four years so far and hopefully we can keep keep the success going looking at the Warwickshire squad these days you've got a few Yorkies in that in that camp and you've got OHD who I thank for passing on your number so we could get you on the podcast today and um, Brezzy's gone down there um, I saw Carl Carver getting interviewed um, on the on the Twitter feed the other day he's gone down there as the slow left arm spinner does that make you feel at home or anymore at home or is that just uh, just part of the gig that you people move around a bit these days a little bit of both actually it's always nice to have some familiar faces in there um, obviously OHD's been here from the start since since I joined the Bears but I didn't really play a great deal with Ollie um, at Yorkshire obviously I played a lot with Brez in the first team for a couple of years so it's nice to have him down here in his experience and then you know I grew up with Calves um, in the academy second team and a little bit the first team as well so he bowled really really well for us yesterday actually at Derby so um, pleasure to have him down and obviously Fabs who I spent two uh, two years with at Yorkshire as well who's director of cricket at, at Warwickshire now as well so there's, yeah, there's a good Yorkshire contingent and uh yeah, it's obviously nice to be full of Northerners and, and, and keep it just keeps the accent going, really. It's not, you know, I don't want to end up with a Brummie accent. And that's no disrespect to people from Birmingham, but um, I, I prefer to keep the Northern one going. And, and Farby, I, I was always really impressed with um, Paul Farbrace when he was uh, coaching at Yorkshire. I don't think I've ever seen anybody as enthusiastic about cricket as Farby is. Um, even just doing a fielding drill, he was going bonkers out there, just urging people on and stuff like that. I know he had a lot of, a lot of regard for you, at Yorkshire at the time so to see him turn up at Warwickshire must be quite nice as well he's quite a big influence I'd imagine in your in your career yeah huge he was the one who obviously gave me an opportunity in the second team and to, and to captain the second team at such a young age so he's always been a, a great fan of mine which is which is fantastic and you know when he took over from Ashley Giles at the back end of 2018 into 2019 it was a it was something that you know you know I was really excited by you know he I worked, did some good work with him a few years before and stayed in contact, you know, ever since with him and, and, and seeing a Warwickshire, you know, was only beneficial for myself, but not just myself, the rest of the guys at the club. And, um, you know, obviously a few guys have worked with him at England and stuff. And, you know, he's obviously a, a well-renowned coach around the world and, and, and fantastic man manager if, you, if you're ever down in the dumps. So, um, yeah, great working relationship with Paul at the minute. I remember Richard Pyro saying that he, he couldn't buy a run at one stage. He's about two weeks without a run, didn't know what he was going to do. He spent about 20 minutes in the nets with uh, Paul Farbrace and walked out feeling like Brian Lara. Couldn't do anything wrong after that. He's just, he's just got this magic touch, I think, Paul Farbrace is a coach. Who knows wins? Put your money where your mates are. There's over 25,000 players and over £1 million already won. The biggest community pot was £31,000. And there's over 12,000 leagues created. Download our free app and play against your friends and family with bragging rights and real money on the line. Who knows wins in a different league? 
knuckle across to you to uh, question Will. Hi, Will. Um, well, I mean, the Yorkshire connection goes a little bit further than that. Um, not just the Yorkshire, the East Yorkshire connection. As someone who, uh, someone who grew up, actually, my first coaching session was with Mark Robinson, uh, who is now uh, I played, yeah, played a lot of cricket in. I actually played with your older brother Dom quite a lot. Uh, 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 age group level always a decent cricketer uh, and, uh, and, a, and a good lad but that's uh, far too self-indulgent for this uh, but yeah talk about um, um, talk about Mark Robinson coming in coming to, to Warwickshire this year after obviously was very successful at, at Sussex and with the with the England women um, what kind of coach is Mark at the at the very top level yeah brilliant coach obviously he's, he's been amazing since he's come in I think he's given a few guys a new lease of life really freshness to go out there and, and express really um, he's pretty relaxed in his ways he, he wants people to work out you know, where they can get better and where they can improve. But then, you know, it could be quite hard on people if, if he sees people not pulling the weight as well. So, you know, he's installed a sort of winning habit into us at the minute. I think we were just slightly missing that with the group of players that we had. Um, you know, the winning habit wasn't quite there. And, you know, as soon as Mark, Mark came in, he, he wanted to win games of cricket and saw the opportunity for our squad to, to do better than what he was doing. So a few lads got a few tough lessons um, early in the early in the winter, which was good. And it, it gave you know a few people a kick up the backside, and, and and you know it's no no wonder now that people who probably weren't fulfilling their potential are now are now going on to bigger and better things at the club. He's not afraid of making hard decisions, as he showed in those early days at uh, England Women with the moving on of some senior senior players. Um, or one of the more, more interesting things that was kind of around you recently was you and uh, and a bunch of other players from around the county circuit. You ended up captaining a team playing against a nearly full strength India. Phil was talking a little bit earlier about playing for the opposition. How does the conversation happen when the Indian team management want two of their players, Avesh Khan and Washington Sundar, to, to come and play with you? That didn't end well for them uh, with a couple of broken fingers. But how, how's that conversation come about? And just just that. Talk to me about that, that whole experience because I find, I, find, I find that game kind of fascinating. I didn't, I didn't know until, until the night before that we were going to get two, two of their guys. I know um, Liam Norwell and Zach Chappell dropped out of the squad quite late minutes, so... Um, or last minute, sorry. So instead of getting two guys from the county, I think, you know, India just said they'll produce two guys. Obviously, we needed a seamer and, and Avesh Khan came in and unfortunately only bowled about nine, eight and nine overs and then and then got one hit back at him. And yeah, it was obviously tough work, but you know, two really nice guys. And, and I guess they wanted to see what they were like under pressure. I, I can't imagine they'll they'll start in the test team for for India so it's obviously it was a good opportunity to see what they were about unfortunately Avesh's tour's probably done but you know Washington Sundar looks a looks a fine cricketer um, I know he didn't get many runs in the first innings but um, just going about his business in the field and how he talks about the game is you know he seems pretty impressive for a young ki- uh, a young guy but you know he's obviously played a lot in the IPL and a lot with Virat Kohli as well so the experience is clearly there and he'll turn into a, into a, an amazing cricket I'm sure yeah he didn't end up bowling for, for you guys was there a sort of a word come down that um, Washington's not gonna gonna bowl and he's gonna bat top order I mean he's kind of made his name as an all-rounder but he he's very much regarded as someone who could be batting top six unfortunately his tour is also over with a broken thumb uh, or a broken digit uh, as well was the conversation set was it said to you right he's batting not bowling yeah, it was actually because he well I don't know if he was carrying an injury going into that game but he he said he couldn't bowl um so he was unavailable to bowl so um he it was it wasn't due to <laughs> to my to my lack of knowledge that he could bowl I certainly knew he could bowl but uh yeah he sort of pulled himself out and, and said that he couldn't bowl due to something on his on his hand obviously if you just said there he's out of the tour then and that must be right but um yeah he was unavailable to bowl so I probably got on just about right for yourself, for your own personal development, a captaining a slightly disparate group that came together at the last at the last minute. Some players like Hasib Hamid, obviously on the potentially going to be playing in these test matches, and then some guys who 
might make England 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 games in the future. I mean, you know, Jack Carson's a really exciting cricketer, and then some guys who probably never thought they'd be playing against uh, some top level guys. And then from a personal point of view, bowling to uh, Chateshwar Pujara and and Rohit Sharma and, and these guys, and then uh, you come out at, at number uh, number five, and you're you're facing up to Siraj and Bumrah and Umesh Yadav. How noticeable was the was the step up if there was one? Yeah, oh, there was a step up, obviously. County cricket, it's county cricket, it's, it's good level, but in India, why are they now number two in the world or they've just lost in the World Test Championship final? So they're clearly a very good team. And, you know, people, guys like Bumrah, Siraj, are, are fine cricketers. Probably more, the consistency is probably there. You know, county cricket, you probably, everyone's a very good bowler, but then you might get a bad ball later in the day. But, you know, these guys just keep coming at you. Um, never dropping pace but they also have the ability to go up a gear as well so um, you know if they need to go up I'm sure they could I'm sure they were just going through the motions as it was their first sort of real run out I know they had an inter-squad game but it was their first real run out so um, just impressive to see how they go go about the business um, you know I've been lucky enough to play with Pajara and Vahari at different counties and see how they they operate and they're you know fantastic cricketers so to play against 11 of them was um, was a great experience and, and something that all nine of us who ended up playing against them um, will take a lot from and, and gain a lot of confidence from how we played. And you got to watch Haseeb Hamid uh, uh, up close. Is his continuing his first two hundreds this week? Um, I've, I've written about and we've seen about his, his cricketing development, but is he seems really happy about him about right now? He seems he seems to be in a really good place. Yeah, he's, he played very very well. It's you know I've, I've been fortunate to to play a little bit with Hass at under-19 level and, and obviously play against him when he was at Langton Yorkshire as well. So, And I, I don't think I've seen him play a better innings than that. He's got a lot of runs against us um, in various teams, but the way he went about it was was top draw. You know, he was obviously that next level up in, in, in regards to being, you know, in that test match squad. So I think obviously when you when you get the call in the morning that you're going to be in the test squad and then you go out and peel 100, it probably gives you a lot of confidence that you can, can produce. Um, I think he obviously when he played in India at such a young age, he's, he did really well until he got that broken hand or wrist or whatever he got. So he's clearly very, he's clearly good enough to play, and you know I wish him all the best. But yeah, it was a fine innings to to, to witness live and, and and be at the other end for for a little bit of it. I, I wanted to talk a fair bit about the game because it, it, it was a fascinating game the way it came together and and a really enjoyable game of cricket actually that that it didn't really it didn't feel like a like anyone was slacking off um it was it was it was a good deal it was a great deal of fun to watch and kind of wanted to pick your brains about it it'd be a good thing to happen in the future I mean, it's obviously come around because of covid and the lack of ability to practice against counties isn't it but it'd be quite nice to have a county select 11 playing the tourists and um i think that's uh, something to maybe have a look at Cricket's a game played with balls. You've got to look after them in the field. Badges are furry creatures. And my friends at manscaped.com help you make sure it's neat and tidy down there. Oh, get rid of all that excess fur. Make sure that you're neat and tidy. Make sure everything's in the right order. Oh, feeling all good now down in this set. Oh, manscaped.com. Maximum skin-safe performance, compact design, advanced engineering, ceramic blade, waterproof. And it doesn't end there. Show you care by caring for your pair. Cleansers, revivers, preservers. Simply go to manscaped.com. Quote the discount code BADGER. You get 20% off, you get free shipping, and you get some seriously quality equipment. Manscaped.com. Get on there now. Phil, I mean, before we get to your questions for Will, your backdrop is always the same on our screen. I'm just wondering if you're hiding something. Um, is that yeah. where the bodies are kept? Is there something about your house you don't want us to see? 
Yeah, yeah, well, just my house. Yeah, just obviously. <laughs> I don't even know where I live, James. <laughs> but that's the um, the team's badge, the NMCC's badge. So okay. uh, I, I like it's cricket related, hence why you always have it on there. Marvelous. Uh, well, I'm just checking. Uh, broken fingers, two turn up, two broken fingers. Uh, this isn't what happens when um, players don't listen to uh, Will Rhodes as captain, is it? No, they, they had uh, they had nothing to do with me. Um, you know, I think <laughs> they, I think they walked did. into a door, did they? <laughs> wow, no, no, they actually got changed in a different changing room to us. But uh, yeah, if, uh, I mean, if I should have stopped the ball properly, it'd probably still be on the tour. But uh, <laughs> no, I got, I got hit back in pretty hard, so I'll forgive right. him for that one. So, as a captain, um, you you took the the Warwickshire job at a very young age, and not long after uh, you um, upgraded from Yorkshire uh, via a bit of stardust at Essex, of course. Was that part of the game plan? Did I'm, they... I'm editing that out. <laughs> James, you know, I, I trust that your uh, good conscience will leave any proper <laughs> comment about uh, Yorkshire in. Um, so w- w- was that part of the game plan? Did they intend to sign you as a captain? Was it mentioned when you came in? Or, or uh, how, how did it happen that, that you got a significant job at a major county that young? Uh, no, no, certainly not. It was, um, you know, Ashton Giles just signed me on a, on a two-year deal with just with the ability to go play. Um, it was more to reinvent myself. And then um, the captaincy came around when when Fab sort of came in, um, sort of had 18 months at the, at the club and then and then asked me to do it. Um, obviously, Jeets was retiring at the end of that year um, and obviously Belly was coming to the end and Tim Ambrose was coming to the end. I don't think, you know, the, he wanted a new captain to start when those three guys had left. Um, otherwise, it, it could have been a very, very long transition. So to have that year with those three guys around and, and, and I could pick those brains, um, it actually just gave me a year to, to, to almost settle in and, and get the guys' trust um, around the place. And then, you know, those three guys have left now and, and, and sort of you've, you've had a year in the job. Um, you know how you know how it works. You know how all the off-field stuff works, all the on-field stuff works. And, and it just gives you an opportunity to, to get some game plans together. So I don't, I, I, don't I'm, I'm, I think probably the answer is I don't, I don't think we wanted such senior guys and legends of Warwickshire to all retire and then us find ourselves on our feet looking for a new captain. It was more to, to integrate people coming out and people coming in, I think. You were captain of the England under-19s as well, Will. Was that something that played a part in you getting that gig? And was that something you were able to draw upon the experience, even though you were only a young kid when you were doing that? Was it something you would be able to bring into that squad? Oh, look, yeah, I think the the, the stuff that I did at 19s level is was a lot different. It, you know, you sort of play schoolboy cricket, I guess. It's, that's sort of the term, isn't it? It's, but whereas this is proper big boy cricket now, it's, it's different. But, you know, I was I was able to have a few few years at playing, you know, first class cricket and, and, and finding out how it works, obviously playing under Gailey and Jeets, two, two magnificent cricketers and seeing how they operate different teams at different sort of stages of development was was great. So I could, you know, always pick the brains of those two um, through the years. And then you sort of just learn and study the game as, as you play, really. You never, I never thought I would be captain of a, of a county cricket team this early, you know, it's always a dream to, to captain a team and get your name on the board, but I didn't think it would be this early. So, yeah, obviously you take the under-19 stuff as it comes and, and I had some great experiences and played with some great players there, but, you know, it's a different different form of cricket when you do a first-class county, for sure. You are listening to the Cricket Badger Podcast. So as a, a youngster taking that job, how do you take on the task of of captaining some of the older heads? How, as a 25-year-old whippersnapper, come in, how do you control? Oh, I don't know. I think I'm still trying to control Brezzy now, 18 months into the job, really. So, no, he, he's been brilliant. He's... 
he sort of said to me if I need any advice and I can go to him and I've certainly gone gone to him at a lot of a lot of occasions really you know he's been in every sort of situation the game has to offer and I and I haven't you know it's I've, you know he's, he's got a wealth of experience that you know you can call upon um, he never wants to take over or anything like that he just wants to to be there and help and I think it helps having him at Slip and me at mid off and we can see the game from different points of view and meet in the middle and we generally come to the same agreement now so you know he's been brilliant around the change room to, to have and, and obviously play with Belly last year was was pretty surreal really you grow up watching Ian Bell on the TV he then sort of helped sign you to the club and then you're captaining him it was you know a pretty surreal experience which and one that I'll I'll never forget I think did I just catch some lightning behind you yeah, I don't know if you can yeah. hear that, but that's thunder in Birmingham. So, yeah, it's thunder uh, I think in, in you talk about Billy in the wrong way around there, you, you do get thunder and lightning. So, I don't oh, know if that's true. Right. <laughs> okay, well, let's not talk about Belly right, the wrong uh, <laughs> anymore. Um, in terms of bowling and being captain is it is it harder to be a bowling captain do you under bowl yourself as a result or over bowl yourself my instinct is it's harder for captains to bowl but i'm not sure that logically makes any sense yeah i think i think definitely definitely on the verge of under bowling myself i know graham welsh is uh you know he's always nagging me to bowl he's always telling me every opportunity to bowl myself and, and i think it is it has taken me a while to get that balance right. It's taken me... Sorry, I don't know if you can hear this rain, but it's, it is long, properly launching it down now. So, <laughs> I can't um, hear it. It's... Uh, oh, God. He's, he's always telling me to bowl. Sorry about this. It's, if your car starts moving, you get washed away, we'll tell you. Stone chat now. So, um, <laughs> this is what happens when you talk about Belly where he lives. So, <laughs> the, um, I do yeah. like the idea that God is a warrior. I don't even know man. if I can wait for this fast. God yeah, is a bear. Hot, hot. <laughs> um... Yeah, I think probably on the, on the verge of underballing myself. Uh, it, it takes, uh, I think it does take a while because you don't want to bowl yourself, bowl poorly and then have everyone think that you've made the wrong decision and stuff like that. So probably underballing is probably definitely the way, I think. And just moving on from the captaincy, so you're, you're playing all formats. How are you finding changing from the long game to the to the shorter game? Now now we're fully into the 50 over, over version. How have you found that change through the season? Uh, yeah, the 50 over stuff's good. It's, we've got a lot of young cricketers. Can you hear this, James? Is this... It's fine. It's just a little bit of ambient noise <laughs> as you yeah, get washed um, get washed away into into Worcestershire. I feel for the golfers on the course. Um, yeah. yeah, the the fifty over stuff has been brilliant so far. I've really enjoyed it. I've really enjoyed captaining guys who who are making their way in the game and they want to want to start. You know, I I started in 2013 playing my playing the state cricket as a, as a young kid and, and having some experienced guys around me so having 17 year old Jacob Bethel come into the game and, and sort of flourishing in the first three games has been great to see Rob Yates has carried on his great form so it's been, it's been different it's you know because you're not taking the experienced guys out you, you Thanks for myself and, and Mike Burgess and Ed Pollock are, the, are really the only three experienced players playing listed cricket for one show at the minute. So having these guys are all excited, they're all, you know, want to want to impress and want to get into that into the championship team come September. So it's it's really exciting. And you know, the results haven't gone our way so far, but I'm sure a couple more wins are just around the corner. And we don't want to open up that whole line of topic of, of, of the 100 but does the 50 over, over competition feel like it's been undermined in terms of its competitiveness or or, or, or does it still feel like a, a competition you guys are keen to engage in and um, you know, fully competitive because Warwickshire have lost a few obviously yeah, we've lost quite a few, but I think we've also lost a few to injury as well. So it's, it's not been ideal. We all want to, well, I certainly want to play 50 over cricket. I don't want people who are not playing in the 100 just to sit sit around and not play any cricket for four weeks. You know, we want to do something, whether it's 50 over competition or another T20 competition or, or whatever it is, we want to play cricket. So 
you know, is it being undermined? Well, I don't know, potentially, but, you know, we're all taking it very seriously. It's another competition. We see it as a competition that you, we can win um, and we can go firing. And, you know, I guess good performances this year in the 50 over competition and impress and, you know, you know, being, you know, putting in impressive sort of, sort of roles might get you 100 gig next year it's, it's, it's one of those things that you know you can, can leap you into that sort of you know being noticed by people higher above so um, we see it as an opportunity to invest in young cricketers you know we've had a few academy players and young pros playing but then we also see it as something to win so I think you just need to look at the crowds that have been around I think Somerset have played a couple of home games and almost had a packed house at Taunton so you know they I know they've not got 100 team down there but they're their members and fans are clearly enjoying the 50 over comp and I know we had quite a few in Edgebaston as well this weekend so I think everyone's really really enjoying it well, I put out on Twitter that we were going to be chatting to you and they got a few questions in from uh, Cricket Badger listeners out there Tim says and it comes off the back of Phil's question might seem an obvious question but would you have liked to have been playing in the 100 and a slightly mischievous kind of like second question to this one if you had have been playing in the 100 would you prefer to be playing for Birmingham Phoenix or the Northern Superchargers <laughs> Yeah, it's a good question. I think obviously the hundred is is new and exciting. I think everyone probably wants to play in that, don't they? It's 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 the new trend at the minute, isn't it? I think it'd be nice to nice to get a call up for some team. But look, I'm playing the fifty over comp for Warwickshire, so at the end I'm still playing cricket, which is great. In regards to the team, I don't, I don't think it really matters. So it'd be nice to to go back and and say and, and call Headley home. But then you know Warwickshire's now home for has been home for four years. So but then we've got a lot of players playing it. Um, Southern Brave as well so and, and, and Pops coaching down there so I don't think it really matters you, you, you end up playing with different players you know some of the best players around the country and, and some of the great overseas players from around the world so um, I don't think it matters what, what team you're playing but if you had a, probably a preference it'd be yeah probably the Northern team or Birmingham probably Who are you supporting in the 100? If anyone uh, I'll be honest, I've not really watched a great deal of it. So I, I, I support the teams that have our lads in it. Um, so obviously Southern Brave have got, got a couple of guys. Birmingham Phoenix, Chris Benjamin played a great little innings, didn't he, for that. And then, you know, obviously you got some friends playing all around the place. So I'm not, I don't really have a team. I probably should say Birmingham if there's a lot of Warwickshire fans out there. But, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm just enjoying the new spectacle. But I've not really seen a great deal of it to, to have a favourite team yet. Speaking of uh, Chris Benjamin, how, how how proud were you of, of him? He's, it, this is the kind of thing that competitions of this of this scope can can do we talked about it a lot in the women's game but it, it, it's true of some of the fringe players in the in the men's game that's an incredible sort of rise to prominence from a player who even real cricket badges wouldn't have known very much about incredible yeah you know I'd, I'd only seen him back once before that game last Sunday actually when we played our final game against Northants and he came out to bat and I'll be honest I, didn't, I wasn't really knowing what I was going to expect from him you know Mark Robinson and Ian Westwood said you got we've got to play this lad in a must win game so obviously they fought very highly of him and you know, he came out first ball and reverse swept, reverse swept Josh Cobb, I think. So I thought, this guy's pretty impressive. And then started launching it into the stands. So he knew he was going to be a good player. But like I said before, you just support the guys who play for your team. And, and no matter how well they do, you always want them. You always want the best of them. And when he played that little knock, you know, the WhatsApp group was going nuts, to be honest, um, at Warwickshire. So... Yeah, the guys were loving it. And, and obviously what it's produced has, has caught the eye of a lot of people, not just in England, but around the world, I think. Another player who's made a little bit of a name, Jake Lintot. You're one of very few captains in England who gets to captain a left arm wrist spinner. How's that? Yeah, he's good. He, he, um, Jake's, uh, yeah, he's, he's a bit of a cricket nuffy, I'm not going to lie. He loves, he just loves talking cricket. Sometimes he, he, he talks too much cricket sometimes. And, and sometimes when you just want to relax he, he can he can talk too much um but he's uh he's fantastic to to, to captain really he, he likes setting his own fields he likes being in control of what he's doing and like you say having a left hand wrist spin is a 
you know, a, a bit of a luxury really in, in, in the modern game. So he's been fantastic since he's come in and thoroughly deserved the success that he's had. And, and, and obviously he's working with Pop down at Southern Brave and he's got Briggsy down there as well. So he's only going to get better working with those guys and, and, and hopefully we can see him, see him again soon for the quarterfinal. Another question from one of the uh, listeners, Jonah's asked, who is the toughest batsman you've ever had to bowl at? Uh, probably a few. I, I've got a, a childhood hero, Max Trostothic's probably up there. He's, um, he was pretty daunting, really. You know, like I said, anyone who, who played in that 2005 Ashes, you know, you, you have him in such high regard, don't you? And, and when you rock up and bowl at him, it's, yeah, it was pretty pretty daunting experience. So, um, yeah, very nervous bowling at him, but he was, he was fantastic. I've, Josh Butler as well has got to be up there. He, you know, I think he's part of me for a few sixes, in, you know, in his time. So, uh, I, I guess he's probably, I'm probably not the hardest bowler, is it, for six? So, you know, it's, it was pretty, I think I bowled at him in my second game, actually, when I was only 18, and he was... You know, he was a he was a he was a proper player then. So he's obviously gone on to great things. Did you play in that Yorkshire game down at Taunton where Triscothic got a massive double hundred? No, I don't think I did. No, uh, he was burnt on my retinas for after four days down there. He just did nothing but bat and plant the ball into his, the stand that was named after him. It was just ridiculous to watch. and I sent the Badger a message and now I'm on the podcast with this jingle. If you would like to get in touch with the Cricket Badger podcast then tweet at cricket underscore badger. Question from the trainee. Um, I don't know what he's training for. Um, what were your best moments from your time at Yorkshire? What was the one memory that you have maybe that's the favourite one? Oh, I think it's got to be the, the 2015 championship campaign, really. Um, there's no real highlight. I guess lifting the, the title at Lords. And I was I think I was I was part of the squad, but I didn't play in the game at Lords. But um, those four days, I think we won on day one. And obviously, we spent the full week down there, so it was a it was a pretty loose week. It was um, a few beers being drank that week, which was brilliant. Um, I think me as twelfth man, I probably had to drink a few more than the guys who were playing. So that was that was just a, an unbelievable week, and and just celebrating with the guys in, in the change rooms at Lords in our whites until God knows what hour was was a, a great feeling. It's why you play the game, and, and I guess until you've won a championship, you don't know the feeling of doing it until until you've done it. And, I guess when you do do it, you, you are, you're always striving in red ball cricket to, to win more because, you know, they don't come around very often, those sort of nights. Brian Lowe and a couple of others have uh, basically described you as one that got away from Yorkshire and wish you all the best. So I'll just uh, um, give Brian a name check there as part of this podcast. Knackle, back to you. You mentioned taking on Warwickshire at the just at the time that they were losing a huge amount of experienced players. And actually, looking through the list of players who've left Warwickshire in recent times, Jethan Patel, Jonathan Trott, Ian Bell, um, you mentioned Westwood, Jim Troughton, another one, Keith Barker, um, who's still doing his doing his stuff um, down, at, down at Hampshire now. And uh, clearly the management saw that that was coming a little bit with you taking over as captain. But how, how difficult has that been to replace that level of not just talent, but institutional knowledge uh, at, at the county? really tough I think those guys had a very very successful five or six years didn't they I think they won a couple of championships they won a T20 a, a Royal London Cup as, as well in there so they were very very success, uh, successful and I guess not having that little bit of success for a couple of years actually you know didn't bode well and I think we, we wanted to get back to, to, the, to the heights that those guys achieved you know, you're not going to do it overnight because those guys have worked for a few years to, to get to the top and, and quite rightly so that they're all fantastic cricketers and share dressing room with them was was brilliant and share 
I know it was the end of the careers, but people like Trotty, Belly, like I said, and uh, even Chris Wrights, people like that, showing their knowledge was was amazing. So I think guys looked at that, the young guys in the dressing room looked at that and saw how they went about the business and tried to replicate a little bit of, of how they've done it and how they've won games. And, and I guess that's creeping into our games now. And, you know, it's, it's, you're never going to win overnight. It's always going to be a long process. It'll take two or three years, but I think we're just starting to see the effects of of guys taking taking the knowledge of of those winners who have moved on to into their own games and, and starting to produce for the Bears now. But speaking of of winners, Warwickshire obviously um, in immense history. But I mean, in terms of, I'm always interested in, in counties who've had a real golden era, and and how uh, Warwickshire's real. You know, they won some stuff, but the real golden era of the '90s, like when you had Brian Lara, Alan Donald, and Sean Pollock uh, as the as the overseas players in a in a very very good team. Does that? That's not too shabby. That knuckle is it? It's not bad at all. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, Alan Donald misses a game, and Sean Pollock comes in as your repl- as your replacement overseas player. It could be easy for that to weigh on a county and weigh on a on a on a group of players. How weigh? How kind of keyed into the history of Warwickshire are players coming into the into the into the setup? Do they do they get told about it? Do they know about it already? Is there is there a desire to kind of emulate those guys, or is, or or can it feel like a bit of a well? That's a lot to live up to. Obviously, the 9th 14 that won the treble, they, we had a lot of events that celebrated the 25th anniversary in, in, in 2019 for, for that team. And, and and having Graham Welsh, who played a big part in that team as well with us, you know, all you do is want to win. Um, I think the guys saw, saw going to those events and actually seeing how well, how celebrated and, and how, you know, recognised the 1994 team is with the members. Um, I think the guys actually got a lot of motivation and inspiration from that and, and sort of, took it upon themselves to start winning games of cricket. It's it gives you the belief that, you know, if you if you do create a little bit of history, it'll be remembered for a very long time. And and, and that's what guys in the squad want to do now. They want to win trophies. You want you want to be remembered 25 years down the line and going, well, that team of 2021, 22 was a great, was a great team. And I think that's what you want to that's why you play the game. You play the game to win trophies and, and have great careers. And you know, if you can you can be recognized 25 years later for what you did on the pitch then then it can only be a good thing but I don't think it's a, a burden on anyone you, you learn about it I guess you want to know the history of the club um, and you want to know who in what role has, has, has become has become a legend of the club and I guess if you can take so many X amount of wickets or X amount of t- score X amount of runs then you become a legend so it, it gives a, gives guys a lot of motivation to, to go on and be the best that they can be I like that answer I like that ambition I like that um, positive way of looking at it because particularly with that that tricky transition period, if that had gone on much longer, um, it could have been very easy for that to become, you know, you see it on the, you see it on social media or forums or whatever. Everyone's kind of harking back to the golden age, which happens to coincide with when they were 14, uh, which is just how it works. But it would, it would have been very easy for, for that to really start weighing on a, on a fairly young team. Yeah, absolutely. I think if, if it gets too, if you talk about it too much, then all you, all you talk about is playing like the 1994 team and, and and all and all the success that they've had, you want to create your own way of winning games of cricket. But I think it probably helps that a lot of guys weren't born in 1994 in our squad, so they, they won't remember it anywhere. Um, a lot of members certainly were were around in '94, and you know we we know what it's about. And when you go into the the members' lounges, pictures of them, um, you know every championship winning team, and, and and obviously that 1990, not just the '94 team, but I think the one in '93 and '95 as well, and, and they're all across the wall and. It gives guys inspiration to get their photos up, and, and obviously there's our uh, Div Two Championship winning team in 2018 on there as well. So a few guys have got on there, but you know there's, there's always room to, to get yourself on the on the wall a little bit more. That's what Dizzy always used to say at Yorkshire, wasn't it? Make your own history. Get you get yourself up there on that wall. 
a very nostalgic day. I went I went back to where I grew up today, and I had as a good East End boy, I had my pie and mash for the first time in years, and it was absolutely delicious. But th- thinking of nostalgia, when I think of Warwickshire, I, I think of Dermot Reeve back in that period, and, and it was exactly what the knacker was just saying. So if you're trying to not have that period weigh too heavily on your youngsters, what, what is the roads plan? What's the road to glory uh, or the roads to glory for this team? What's the vision? How, how do you set them? Don't don't show kids. Oh, that, that, that was awful. That was quality. That was punnage. awful. <laughs> quality punnage. What, what is the vision for this for this roads team? Um, I guess the vision is to, to to win. You know, I guess you know you want to be a captain who who wins things. You want to be someone who remembered for having a, a great squad. Um, and, and I guess you know we're, we'll we'll probably not see see the full roadmap until the, the season's out. You know, we've got we've qualified for two competitions. Depend on how we do in those competitions, we'll probably depend on the on the on the, on the roadmap for the next two or three years. But you know, if a little bit of success comes this year, then you obviously want to get more. And I think the players will will come to myself and Robbo and Fabi and, and say we want more of that. So, like I said, it, if you, if the, the more you win and the, and the more finals you're involved in, T20 finals day or Royal London, London Lords or, or Trent Bridge finals, it is this year in county championships. Where you get, if you get towards the top of that, you want more of it. And, and it's no surprise that the, the top teams perform year in year out because they've got a sniff of of winning trophies. So. If we can get a little sniff of of, of seeing what some winnings like this year, then I'm sure its own roadmap will, will write itself out for the next three or four years. Uh, and just one last one, Alan Donald. I'd forgotten completely about him in Warwickshire, so I'm, I'm grateful to Knackle for mentioning him. My, my one claim to cricket in glory in relation to Alan Donald was I, I used to work in anti-doping, and I, rem- I went into the Kent dressing room, uh, and uh, for one second, I had the Alan Donald glare. And for that split second, I felt what Atherton felt like uh, in, in, in that test match. Who's the menace in your current team? Who brings the Donald-esque menace to, to your bowling attack? If you ask Ollian and Dolby, he probably thinks he does. He's a, he's a teddy bear. <laughs> and, and anyone who knows him will will describe him as a very soft teddy bear, like James just said. So um, it's probably not him. I think when Liam Norwell gets going and he gets on a roll, he's, he's pretty formidable. And when he gets on a good spell, he's... I think he's like that. I think young young Henry Brooks and Stoney as well are, are two two big ones. It's probably because they're all quicker than everyone else. So I think they I think the yeah, quicker you it ball, helps. It helps when you're Ollie Stone and can hit someone in their head from a good length. Well, I think so. Yeah, because I'm not going to abuse any batters because I bowl 40 miles an hour. But the guys who bowl quicker generally have more menace in them. So um, I think I'll leave Stoney and Brooks at the top of that list. You're not going to pick one. I'll pick Stoney because he bowls faster at me in the net. So, yeah, so if he does listen, he can he can pitch up a bit more to me. How is his injury rehab going? Because I know he's unfortunately missing this, probably missing all summer, isn't he? With the how's he how's he going? How is is he in decent spirits? Yeah, he's in good spirits. He is obviously clearly disappointed that he's going to miss the majority of the winter. Um, and obviously, what what comes with the winter with the Ashes and T Twenty World Cup and stuff like that. You know, whether he'd have got on both those tours, but the way he was bowling, the pace he was bowling, then he'd have been in, in with a very good shout. But to say he's got another stress fracture, he's in great spirits. And you know, I saw him last week, and he and he was up and around the lads. So. Um, I think he's just having a bit of time off now. I think an injury like that's always going to always going to put you down a little bit. But um, no, he's, he's in really good spirits. 
to finish off with Will, uh, thanks very much for, for joining us today. Um, it's like looking out at your car window behind you. It's like we've seen every single season. It's now sunshine coming through the window, isn't it? We've had hailstones, we've had all sorts. But every time um, England have struggles at the top of the order, you know, different names from around the county scene are mentioned. And yours is always part of that process. People from Warwickshire particularly saying, why don't I give Will Rhodes a go because he's, he's scoring runs for us. Is that still very much a burning ambition for you to get those three lines on your shirt and, uh, and play test cricket? 100%. I think every, everyone in the country wants to play test cricket. So some of us it, don't have quite the chance that you might have. Yeah, it'd obviously <laughs> be a dream come true. That's That goes without saying. You know, it doesn't really matter what format, but obviously test cricket is the pinnacle and it's probably the form of the game that I'm, I'm probably most suited to. So to get that would be would be unbelievable and I guess you work hard for a number of years to, to do that. So um, we'll just have to see how the next couple of years pan out. Well, we wish you all the best with that. Wish you all the best for the uh, the rest of the season at Warwickshire and for the future as skipper, as, as whatever. Maybe even see you back at Headingley one day. Who knows what the future might hold? But, Will Rhodes, thank you very much indeed for your time tonight. No worries. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you. And uh, Knuckle and Phil, thank you very much to you two as well, as always. And uh, thank you out there for listening, everybody. We'll be back again next week with another edition of the County Cricket Weekly. I've been James the Cricket Badger, and we'll see you then. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.